when we read Acts of the Apostles written by St. Saint Luke, the evangelist, what we read there is a history of the church, the church as it took place immediately after the Pentecost is the early church, is the accounts of what took place. And today, as we read from Acts, Acts chapter 8, what we hear in a very succinct way, uh, the, the, the consequences of, as we know, St. Saint, Saint Stephen's stoning and his death. And St. Saint, Saint Luke says very clearly, he says, a severe persecution of the church in Jerusalem took place immediately after the persecution of St. Stephen and, and his stoning to death. And this persecution forced the Christians at that moment, those who accepted Jesus, those who were baptizing him, those who were you know, numbering several thousand, 5,000 plus, who, who accepted the, the Lord. It says that, that this persecution scattered them throughout the country of Judea and Samaria. And the only ones who remained in Jerusalem, the ones who remained in, 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 um, in, in Jerusalem the, and, and the surroundings were the 12 apostles. Now, devout men buried Stephen and made a loud lament over him. But Saul, as we know, the future Saint Paul, meanwhile, was trying to destroy the church. And that's why he considers himself I am the least of all the apostles because I was the one who persecuted the church. I was the one who, who, who rejected Jesus, who rejected the new way. And so he was trying to destroy the church, entering house after house and dragging out men and women. And he handed them over for imprisonment and for blasphemy, for rejection of the Mosaic law. And so here we have, you know, the persecution but in a special way, St. Paul, uh, before his conversion, before the Lord brought him to faith, he was the one who was spearheading this persecution and, 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 and picking out family after family and dragging them for, for imprisonment. Now, but there's also at the same time, yes, there's a great severe persecution of the early church, but at the same time, we know that the that the disciples, the, the 12 apostles, continued to preach, continued to witness to the power of Christ risen from the dead and to work extraordinary signs and miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And so we have an account here. Philip went to the city of Samaria, Samaritans. It goes beyond, beyond the, the confines of, of, of the people of God. Samarians, Samaritans were not exactly uh, followers of the Mosaic law. So he goes there and he proclaims Christ to them. And with one accord, the crowds paid attention to what was said by Philip. So we, we have uh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit touches the, the hearts of the Samaritans and they do not reject his teaching. They welcome it into their hearts. And so, so when they heard what he has to say, you know, when he proclaimed Jesus and they saw the signs that he was doing and, and what were the signs? The unclean spirits were, were being, you know, uh, being cast out, uh, crying in a loud voice, came out of many possessed people, many paralyzed and crippled people were cured. And, and so we have these extraordinary signs 
given through the apostles who proclaim Jesus as the source of a healing. Whatever I have is I will give it to you. Whatever they have, they have the faith in, in the power of the Son of God. Whatever I, I have, as, as we hear St. Peter would say, and John would say, and now Philip, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, walk. In the name of Jesus, may you be freed from the possession of the evil ones. And so it is through the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, that they're able to do these extraordinary signs. And by the way, to this very day, as you know, there's a ministry today of, of exorcism. As a matter of fact, I met someone yesterday who came to the shrine and he was, he was with us celebrating mass. And the Lord has chosen him through the bishop. The bishop calls him and he says, I'd like you to do the ministry of deliverance, the ministry of exorcism. And, and, and so he said at first, he said, should I be doing this? I'm already very busy. I am already doing all, all kinds of things, running the parish and all the things. And yet it is the, the Lord who, through the bishop, asked him, help us to remove those who are infested with infested with with the uh, with uh, evil uh, evil spirits, and and or or those who are in any way need need to be delivered from the power of the evil one, or those who need it need to be actually exorcised, which means that that they, that, they, that through the power of Christ, uh, on behalf of the bishop, because the bishops have the power because they have inherited this power from, from, the, from the apostles. And, and they can delegate this power to priests, those that they choose, consider them to be men who, who would be able to do this type of work on behalf of Christ. And so we have this, you know, there's the famous uh, exorcist from the, from the uh, Archdiocese of Rome, Amorth, you know, we have many who are continuing this deliverance ministry, which is manifested in a special way today through Philip. This is what Philip was doing. Philip, one of the 12, who was, who was doing this extraordinary work on behalf of the Lord. So the power of Christ risen from the dead is at work within the church. It is, a, it is at work with, with, with through the healing ministry as well as through the ministry of, of, of uh, of, 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 of deliverance. Now, when we look at the gospel today, what do we see? First of all, Jesus, again, from the chapter six of John's gospel, what we hear Jesus is again speaking of himself as the bread of life, as that the Eucharistic gift that God gives to us, the bread of life, the, life, the, the, the bread of, of angels, because God himself gives himself as our nourishment. So I am the bread of life and whoever comes to me will never hunger. This is the promise that Jesus gives. Whoever comes to me, I will fulfill his heart. That person will never be, be uh, without the support and, and that, that encouragement. That person will, will not never be without hope because God himself enters us and this is what he gives to us. So whoever eats of this bread uh, will never, will never die. And whoever comes to me will never hunger and whoever believes in me will never thirst. But again, the Lord says, and yet there are many who do not believe. 
you know, if we were to go back to that whole uh, gospel of St. John, Jesus spoke of, of himself as being that, that bread, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you shall not have life within you. And many of those who were listening at that time left Jesus. They said, well, this is hard to accept. This is hard to accept and, uh, and believe. And so many who have left, many of the disciples left on the account of Jesus is making this statement, you know, that I am the bread of life. I am, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, unless you eat the, 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 the body of, 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 of the Son of Man, you shall not have life within you. And, and even though many left, Jesus turns to his 12 and he says, are you going to leave us, leave me too? And the Saint, Saint Peter at that time, on behalf of all the disciples, says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. You have the words of everlasting life. And now in the gospel today, we continue to hear something which is very, very important. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me. So that all what the Father has promised through his Son, everything will be given. And what did the Lord promise? That I will not reject anyone who comes to me. I will not reject anyone who comes to me because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And again, you know, when we hear such words, I will not reject anyone who comes to me. One of the difficulties in our human life, and perhaps one of the maybe major difficulties in, in even in adults is the experience of being rejected being rejected as a child, being not accepted by the father or the mother, and especially, you know, the consequences, the sin of rejections can be felt throughout one's whole life is one of the most, most probably difficult, um, you know, ways of, of trying to, uh, you know, attain type of healing is, is due to the to rejections or rejections by others, rejections by loved one. Look at the, when it comes to divorces, there's a rejection of one another. And, and there's lots of pain that goes with that and a form of rejection. And, and, you know, which we experience in human way is very, very painful to us on several levels, spiritual, the emotional level, that sin of rejection. And yet, and yet what we see here is Jesus says, I will reject no one. Whoever comes to me, I will not reject him or her. No matter what we have done, no matter what sins we have committed, no matter whatever evil we have done, the Lord says, if you come to me, I will not reject you. I will provide that healing for you. I'll provide that, that, that fulfillment, you know, that restoration. Whatever you wish and desire, whatever the healing that you need, the Lord says, I will not reject anyone because this is the will of my Father that, that, that all those who come to me, I will take care of them. I will be there for them, a good shepherd. I'll be there for them, a good physician. I'll be there for them, a friend. If you, if, because, because we rejected, those who are rejected are very lonely often. They live in that, in that, in that loneliness of the deepest level of loneliness of the heart and the emotional type of, of loneliness, fear, fearing and worrying because they wish to have someone. And so the Lord says, I will not reject anyone who comes to me because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And what is the will of the one who sent me? 
is that I will bring them to the Father, that I will restore them, that I will bring them into, into glory, into heaven. The will of the Father is that everyone will be saved. That's the will of the Father, because out of love for us, he created us, and no matter what. And you know, yes, in our society, we see the evil that's done, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, uh, the cruelty sometimes, the lack of, lack of awareness of, of the pain of others or the, the pains that we cause or even, even you know, uh, as we, we see that on the television right now, we see the, 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 the social ills, you know, what it may be due to, to non-acceptance, racism, whatever it may be. You know, there's this type of rejection of someone else. And the Lord says, come to me, all, no matter what background you are, no matter who you are, no matter what race you are, coming to the Lord, he's the one who is able to restore us into that unity. For in Christ, there's no man or woman, there's no slave or free, there's no rich and poor, there's no black and white, there's no other, because in Jesus, we have the gift that God gives to us, is that he is the unifying, he's, he's able to unify us to overcome all the burdens, because the Lord's will is that, that he will lose any, no one because that's, that's the will of the one that I should lose, that I should no one of whom what he has given to me, anything that he has given to me. For I shall raise, raise everyone up on the last day. This is the promise the Lord will grant to us. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him up on the last day. What a beautiful promise to us that God gives. Can we doubt in his mercy and love? Can we doubt in his acceptance of us? Absolutely not, because that he showed us, he manifested that great love for us, even though we were enemies of him, even though we rejected him, and yet he died for us, he rose for us. He wanted to give us the confidence. He wanted to give us the consolation of knowing what the truth is, what our future is like. We shall be like him who has risen from the dead. And the last aspect today of our reflection comes from St. Anselm. St. Anselm of Canterbury was a doctor, is a great saint and doctor of the church. And he's sort of known for, for this sort of ontological argument for the existence of God, which many have rejected. But, but I have to say that the great things that he has written, whether monologian, the philosophical reflection, or, or proslogian, or the other treatises that he wrote, he was a man of faith and his whole approach was faith seeking understanding he wanted to deepen his faith he believed god gave him the gift of faith but he wanted to know him more more deeply so so he he used the uh, the what is known today as the scholastic method of reflection is you kind of deepen yourself in the awareness even though his philosophical argument was not exactly that 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 valuable and yet, but his theological reflection on the understanding of faith as being by reaching the depths through contemplation. You contemplate God, contemplate his attributes, contemplate his love, contemplate that which he gives us everything in Christ. And you know, today in the, in the Office of Readings, there's a, there's a beautiful reflection written by St. Anselm, and he, and he says the following. <clears throat> <clears throat> My soul, have you found what you're looking for? 
you're looking for God and you have discovered that he is the supreme being that you could possibly that you could possibly ever imagine anything more perfect you have discovered that the supreme being is life itself light wisdom goodness eternal blessedness and blessed eternity he's everywhere and he's timeless and then he turns again and says lord my god you gave me life and restored it when i i lost it tell my soul that so longs for you what else you are beside what is what it has already understood so that it may see you clearly it stands on tiptoe to see more but apart from what it has been seen already it sees nothing but darkness surely lord you are inaccessible light and you you dwell in a special dwelling place and no one apart from yourself can enter it and fully comprehend you but we see everything in your light we see everything because we cannot look at your light just like we cannot see and look at the sun but we see everything in the light of the sun in the same way we see everything in the light of Christ we see everything in the light of what he has given to us and as he promises that he will lose no one and yet saint anselm continues of course o supreme and inaccessible light o complete and blessed truth how far are you from me even though i am so near to you how remote you are from my sight even though i am present to yours you are everywhere in, in your eternity entirety and yet i do not see you in you i move and have my being and yet i cannot approach you because you are within me around me and yet i do not perceive you again faith seeking understanding faith knowing that god is everywhere and my eyes cannot see but the eyes of my heart are able to grasp because in light of my knowledge of him that he is here that he is here in the eucharist is here in the bread of life because of the power by the power of the holy spirit oh god let me know you and love you so that i may find my joy in you and if i cannot do so fully in this life let me at least make some progress every day until at last that knowledge love and joy come to me in all their plenitude why i am here on earth let me learn to know you better so that in heaven i may know you fully let my love for you grow deeper here so that there i may love you more fully on earth then i shall have great joy and hope and in heaven complete joy in fulfillment of my hope and so the beautiful beautiful reflection uh, of saint anselm kind of draws us into the very heart of christ we want to know you because we want to love you and we love you because we want to know you this was the that beautiful sort of paradox of saint augustine which saint anselm was able to to meditate on is because we do not know whether it's because of love that we know or is it because we know so therefore we love and then finally there's a like a short prayer which saint anselm anselm wrote a prayer for eternal life my lord and my god my joy and the hope of my heart tell my soul if this is if this if this is that joy which you spoke to us about through your son ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full for i have found a fullness of joy that is more than full it is a joy that fills the whole heart mind and soul 
indeed fills the whole person of a person, and yet the joy beyond measure still remains. The whole of joy, of that joy cannot enter into those who rejoice, but those who rejoice can enter wholly into that joy. Speak, Lord, to your servant in the depths of his heart. Tell him if this is what, if this is that joy that your servants enter into when they enter into joy of their Lord. But of course, the joy in which your chosen ones will rejoice, neither has eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. And so as yet, Lord, I have not spoken about or understood how greatly your blessed ones rejoice. They will rejoice as much as they love, and they will love as much as they know. How much will they know you, Lord? How much will they love you? Truly, in this life, neither has eye has seen nor ear has heard nor has it entered into imagination of human beings what God has loved, what God has prepared for those who love him. This is our faith, a beautiful faith. May we then today hear the words that, yes, even during persecution, the Lord is with us. And then the Lord promises that he will reject no one, but he will give us the gift give, of give fullness of life and say him almsum, who wishes to, Lord, to love the Lord more, to know him, as faith seeks deeper understanding. But then ultimately, that fulfillment comes from the gift of God himself. And he is the giver of life, wisdom, knowledge, and ultimately joy, that fulfillment of everyone's heart, because only God can do so. Apart from him, there is no fullness of joy, but with him, it is not only here on earth, but also in that fulfillment in heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Dot org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.